Hello, welcome to Mass Queer Talks, a podcast to learn, share, and understand queerness within professional life. I'm Juan, and I will be the host for today's episode. This is a podcast series by and for the guys, girls, gays, and days that want to extend their knowledge on LGBTIQ plus experiences in university, academia, and the workplace. This podcast series was born in the UM Pride Academia and Research Committee and supported by the UM Diversity and Inclusivity Office. Stay tuned and slay some knowledge. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are merely personal and do not represent any organization's values. Remember, everyone's experience is different and valid. Today, we are here with Sofia from Austria with Iranian background, who is a student from FASOS. Hi, uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Sofia. I'm so excited to be sharing this space with you and opening the opportunity for queer folks and allies to start this kind of conversations in their day-to-day lives. First of all, UM Pride wants to thank you for being part of this project, being open about this podcast series, and accepting our invitation. We hope you enjoy this as much as we enjoy the process of thinking of it and making it happen. Well, so far, this has been really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, we will start by letting people know who you are. Of course, as much as you want to share, and we'll move from there. Is that okay? That's perfect. Okay, could you please say something about yourself? I don't know, introduce yourself, maybe say three things about you. Of course, yeah, I can do that. Uh, so my name is Sofia. As Juan already said, I'm a student at FASOS. I study global studies. I go by she, her pronouns. I'm also, well, obviously an international student, so I also move in that international student bubble. I, I love to read, to be outside, and when the sun is shining, when it's raining, not so much. But <laughs> um, also, like, yeah, I, I like to talk as well, so that's why I'm here, I guess. <laughs> that's perfect. That's a perfect combination. Okay, so we now see that you're studying in FASOS, right? Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us more about it, like what you're studying, what is that career about? Uh, I'm doing global studies right now as a bachelor, and I'm in my second year. And I guess the reason why I chose this program is because I've been interested in a lot of different things. And this is a super interdisciplinary, very broad program. So it was a perfect fit for me. I don't really know where exactly I'll be ending up. So my like, career is not really modeled yet, but I can see myself somewhere in a combination of, I don't know, gender or peace studies, because I've always been really interested in how Well, gender dynamics influence different aspects in, in our day-to-day -day lives, but also like, in, you know, in conflict and after when peace hopefully comes. So that's what I'm really interested in. I think that's why I'm now still enjoying the program. That's good. That's really nice. Uh, and if it's okay if I ask, like, why is it that you believe that this gender dynamics are very important or what moves you? What is your interest towards mm. the gender dynamics in modern world? It's a good question. I don't know why it moves me, but it does. I think when I was like, you know, late teenagers, 17, 18, I started to like really dive into, I don't know, feminist literature and find out, okay, what, what are the inequalities? Because everybody always talks about gender pay gap and stuff like that. And I, as a queer woman, well, I was obviously aware that there is inequalities, but I didn't really know, okay, but what is so unfair? So I kind of went into that, read a lot of books, like kind of informed myself and, and Through that, I like see more differences, and I see more like different sorts of treatments depending on on your gender or your your background, your your sexuality. And I think these things just I find them unfair. And I've always been like growing up, been very like strict on justice. I always wanted to be fair and neat. And this goes back to like when I share something with my siblings, I wanted to you know everybody gets um the same amount of I don't know what. And this extends to this framework as well. So I think that's why find it intriguing because it affects me. Yeah, 
course, of course. That's really interesting. And I totally get your point and I totally get where you come from emotionally and mm. like how it makes you feel and what moves you towards thinking about this. Are you currently working or just studying? I'm both. Okay. <laughs> I'm studying, but I'm also working for Unlimited. Um, that's the organization at the UM for students with disabilities, chronic diseases, or neurodivergence, and doing stuff in the background, organizing events, doing social media. And this is me assuming, but I don't know, is this like longing for you to, to find a just and an equal treatment for everyone? What moved you to get this job at Unlimited? Yeah, you're assuming correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that is part of that. I think in the future, I hope to like move more in the general field that also involves gender in this, so like these inequalities, but you're definitely right. Um, there is a lot of injustice for people with disabilities as well, or not necessarily injustice, but just like, you know, different treatment. And ultimately, everybody should be welcome. And that is something I, I hope to can at least like do tiny steps in that direction by being at this job. Definitely. And um, how was, for example, because you've been here in Maastricht for how long? For almost two years now. Almost two years. And before that, you were in? In Graz, in Austria. Okay. Yeah. And you did your all your high school and elementary school there? Yeah. How did you feel your transition from high school and elementary school to an international uh, city or university or with very, like, different inputs of everything, like gender, people, ethnicities? I think it was a, a big transition, not as in like I transformed, I changed, but I think I kind of, like, I bloomed or like I, I really arrived. And it's so funny because now like a couple of months ago, I was like, oh, I've, I've really arrived now, but I've had these moments of arrival a couple of times because when I came here, I was very free. I had lots of time. I had lots of time for myself. I, I cut my hair short. I had longer hair earlier. Now it's growing again, but you know, that's what it does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I also got in my first long-term relationship that I'm still in. So a lot of things changed for me, but in a positive way. And I think for me, it was really nice to step out of that bubble. But in the like, obviously it's leaving my comfort zone, but it's also entering a new comfort zone. And now I'm really glad that I've expanded my comfort zone in a way. That's nice. That's really nice. And did you find it like difficult at some point or not at all? Like it was like very just transitioning and it's just a process and you acknowledged it as a process that you have to undergo or was it at some point like difficult that you had to like find resources to make it like smooth or something? Um, I think in the moment it wasn't that difficult but now looking back I'm like oh it is actually quite challenging like only now when I'm thinking okay what, what would I like to do after my bachelor I'm like oh ah, that is so challenging I don't want to move in a country where I don't speak the language and don't know anyone but I actually already did that so now it seems kind of in retrospect I'm like okay it's actually wild yeah but in the moment it felt all very natural and i was very at peace with the the process <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad and it led you to be here yeah with us today okay now we know a little bit more about you and about your background and everything mm -hmm. and you said something that as a queer woman you find it interesting to recognize the gaps and to identify also all of these gaps and injustice and unjust treatment towards women and mm -hmm. especially towards queer women. So can we ask more in-depth questions about queerness? Of course. Okay. So to you, what does being queer mean? I think I don't have like a set definition, but I have a couple of like feelings that I associate with it. On the one hand, it's liberating and feeling being free in a way. And then like I also have 
in my head, it's very colorful. I see words and terms usually in colors, and that is a very colorful word to me, like on its own, but then also metaphorically, you know, there's different, um, like everybody is a part of the rainbow and, you know, all of that. But like back to the like liberating part, the freeing part, I think being queer means that you're freeing yourself from your own expectations in a way, because you need to accept yourself before you can like expect from anyone to accept you. And I think that this awareness of that it's okay to be however you are and um, also change over time and develop is what being queer is to me or what queer means to me. That's nice. It's a really nice perspective and, and point of view. And do you think that being queer or identifying within the queer community influences or influenced any part of your decisions career-wise, university-wise, and or moving abroad, like knowing that this queer resilience that we grow within ourselves is what drove you to do these things? Well, I think generally it does influence like the way I travel, for instance, like I Google before what would be my rights and stuff like that. I think it didn't influence my decision as much to move here because, well, I knew that the Netherlands is very progressive in that sense and that I would have a lot of rights and I felt very comfortable with that. So that was, well, it also influenced me in a way because it's a positive influence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that I would feel comfortable and I think that that was really nice to, to know it in advance. Um, but I'm sure that it will shape how I move forward as well. Maybe not in like, oh, because I'm queer, I have certain like thinking patterns, but more like, okay, do I feel welcome at this workspace? Are there people who, you know, don't understand what I'm talking about? Like, can I have connections in the city and stuff like that? I think these are like elements that I'll always have in my head when I decide where I'm going or where I'm planning my future. Okay, perfect. And according to your experience, you said that it does influence positive mm -hmm. on on traveling and on doing these things. And career-wise, do you think it, it's also influencing? Mm, I'm not 100% certain, but I think being part of that minority or that minority group makes me very much aware of how it is to be part of a minority and like the whole intersectionality of it that I I identify as queer and I'm openly saying that, but sometimes I still decide to like hold back that identity in certain groups and that I'm like not hiding it but just not you know starting the conversation with it because I decide okay this has no point here I like I'm uncomfortable with this this will only like make me feel uncomfortable so I'll not go like down that road like this awareness I think will shape or is shaping where I see myself because I'm just very aware how difficult it is to navigate different identities sometimes and I'll just bring that knowledge with me I guess and uh, yeah, see where it brings me. Okay. And I have a question. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if, if you're looking for jobs or something or if you're building your CV. Uh, mm -hmm. When you have like this poll of companies, organizations that you want to mm -hmm. work at, do you actually, I don't know, do research on their policies on gender equity or on diversity and inclusivity? Or is that something that actually you don't really have that on the top of your mind? I think I do have that on the top of my mind. To be honest, I've only uh, worked once before in like a job where I was really selective and that was where I'm working right now and um, there I did look into it. But as Unlimited is like a branch of the diversity and inclusivity office, that's yeah. <laughs> a bit of a given. But no, you're right. That's that's something I do look into and like that I'm aware of because otherwise I don't really feel nice applying to it because I don't want to feed into a company where, you know, I like my values are not upheld. Yeah, totally, totally. 
And for you, do you think that the world is moving towards like a more accepting, embracing place towards queer people or towards a more hostile world? I think it depends where you look, right? Like what you said, the world. So like I'm hoping towards a more positive space. I have, like in my network, in my surroundings, I have the feeling people are becoming more aware. It's easier to talk about such issues or queer topics in general. And people are willing to understand and learn. And I think that was maybe not as given in the past. But then on the other end, if you look at the US, things are moving backwards a little. So maybe that's becoming more hostile. I think a part of it is that the topics are becoming bigger and people are talking more about queer issues and are at least somehow acknowledging that there is a queer community. But then they're doing the wrong things with them because now they know, okay, there is a queer community, but they don't want to accept it. So at least that's what I think is sometimes happening. And I just wish that people would um, take the time to understand what is actually going on and like take the time to learn and understand different, like what it means to be queer, what it means to have this sexuality or this sexuality or what the differences are. And I think sometimes we throw everything in a pot and then it ends up being this thing where I, as a queer woman with a female partner, get asked like how, you know, how does it feel to be trans or like what are their values? And I'm like, well, this is not something I can, obviously I have an idea and I know, like I can explain you all the different identities and I um, know where they're coming from to some extent, but I cannot talk about the trans experience because I don't identify as trans. So I think these things overlap in a way because people assume and just throw everything in one pot. And I just hope that people stop doing that and like <laughs> have interest for all of the different varieties within the, the queer bubble or the, the queer community. And then maybe we're moving away from a hostile environment. Okay, that's very, yeah. <laughs> that's very hopeful to put it in a way. And I, I really hope that we're moving also towards, towards a more inclusive and more mm -hmm. uh, open world, actually. So I have two more questions, two yes. final questions. <laughs> the first one is... What would be a piece of advice that you would share for any other queer folks or allies that want to make their university life or their professional life a bit more compatible with their identity? Mm -hmm. Well, like, on the one hand, what I'm going to say is, like, coming back to what I said earlier, like, be okay with not knowing in a way, because... Sometimes it's just assumed that you, because you're the, the only queer person in the room, you'll now have all of the different perspectives and you're going to like enrich the conversation, but you don't have to. And I think that sometimes I am still learning, but I am starting to learn that I, then, I can also sit back and not share my opinion, although I have one, but like not share an opinion that I think people are expecting me to have, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but I, other than that, I'm not really sure what else to do. <laughs> no worries. No it's worries. a challenge to it's embrace. A challenge, definitely. And then one last question. Is there any recommendation, a book, an artist, an exposition, something that you would mm -hmm. like to share with our queer folks or allies in for, I don't know, maybe a reading or something that can make them feel welcome or that helps them understand something? Mm -hmm. something that you or that you consider as a hobby or as a shared environment uh, with queer people I really like reading so I'm going to recommend a book uh, <laughs> I also have a TV show so I can give both <laughs> one is The Priory of the Orange Tree that's a book it's a very thick book but I can recommend for over the summer okay. um, it's a very high fantasy multiple stories intermingled but it's very um, 
I think we're friendly in the way that the queer relationships are not the main focus of the book. And I always like that when it's not only targeted at one audience, but it's more normalized within the storyline and that I really like. And the TV show is Killing Eve. I don't know if you've seen it. No. It's a recommendation. It has four seasons. I'm in the last season currently. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's about a psychopath. Okay. But, well, <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you again for accepting our invitation. It was like a real pleasure sharing this space and this conversation with you. Thank you. And thank you all of you people that are listening stay tuned and check our socials regularly remember that we are on instagram as at um.pride and at diversity um and subscribe to our um pride newsletter and stay tuned for events we have a journal club we have lectures stay tuned for our pride events and if you like this podcast remember to save it share it with your friends and yeah just that subscribe like do everything that people do. Uh, <laughs> until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.